0: Hello, and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. I'll be honest, this is going to be a bit of an odd episode.
1: (laughs) How to survive in the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for context, if anyone's listening to this in the future, we are recording this on the 17th of March, 2020, and Britain is currently in the intermediate start stage of the COVID-19 breakout Hooray. so yeah it's it's safe to say it's it's a little bit scary um mm. and no one has a clue what's gonna go on
1: yeah things are shutting down and lots of things are not very clear so i feel like that date stamp might have been a really good idea because things may change by the time this even goes out
0: so- yeah i feel that's gonna have to be a massive caveat to this episode is all the things we're gonna say apply as of now <laughs> but we cannot speak for the future.
1: But we hope we can. Yeah. Jay, you've not said, who are you? <laughs> oh, hello.
0: My name, is, uh, my name is Jay Sage and I'm a producer and mix engineer. Ooh. And my co-host is the ever so glamorous.
1: Glamorous, wow. Phil, um, I'm a mixing engineer at Sound Studios. And currently, you may be able to detect my voice. I have a very, very heavy cold. It is not, I repeat, not coronavirus. I've had to say this to so many people. I am not showing any of those symptoms. I just feel
0: rubbish. Anyway, so I think it's a good idea to kind of establish the current state of play. So at the moment, um, all gatherings have not been banned, but they've been highly advised against. So... From what I gather, pretty much if you've got a gig in Great Britain over the next month or so, it's it's not going to happen. It's not um, going on. There are, there are a few bands trying to push through before an official ban happens, and I'd be somewhat worried for their attendance, because uh, we're basically being told to avoid anything like that. Um, it's all a bit sketchy. Yeah, it's all a bit sketchy. The rules as to whether studio stuff can happen is still massively up in the air. I think there's a
1: lot of um, insecurity, I guess, uh, because a lot of bands, I've, I've seen all over social media, bands saying, you know, our main source of income is our gigging, and that has just gone. So what do we do? So I guess Joe and I want to chat about things that you could do to use your time wisely, um, because if, especially if everyone starts self-isolating, then you're probably going to have a lot of time to fill.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. Right. So do you want to kick us off, Phil?
1: Yeah. Um, so I've got a really generic point. Um, if you suddenly find yourself with a complete dearth of gigs because you can't, then it's a good time to start planning. So if, you, if it really is at the point where everyone is self-isolated and you can't go and see each other, then things like Skype or a Zoom, or there's loads of apps like that that you can use, uh, you can meet up as a band digitally and you can plan what you want to do. So you could plan, you know, um, maybe your next uh, release, your next music release, whatever it may be. And I guess what, what I thought in my head was that you could, give it like a floating timeline so you can go on x date we start writing on y date we start i don't know demoing whatever it may be and then whatever those dates happen to be depends on when you can start going outside again
0: (laughs) yeah i think most release strategies anyway as far as the ones that i've seen tend to not be focused around a day they kind of or a specific day i should say they go more, okay, well, with 20 days to go, we will do this. With 19 days to go, we'll do this. So even if for the foreseeable future, you might not have plans to release music during um, this period of self-isolation or whatever you want to call it, um, which is something I feel like we're going to debate whether you should or shouldn't anyway. uh, It's definitely still worth kind of thinking and scheming of a a release strategy before for when the the i don't know what you call it something gets lifted the ban ban i don't know movement (laughs) i worry we're using too aggressive language
1: (laughs) yes people are allowed to go outside and talk to each other how about that yeah (laughs) movement so it's also i think a really good time to look at your social media presence and then evaluate what you're doing your strategies your Um, you know your regular posting schedule you kind of have a look at your stats everyone loves stats especially the nerds um there's loads of nerds in bands i know (laughs) um you can have a look at the stats and work out what kinds of posts you're doing that are working and what aren't working and you can again you can plan you can reevaluate what you're doing on social
0: media Mm. i think right now social media is uh depressing is a strong word (laughs) to say but it's it's a difficult place to a breakthrough but I think if you do have that breakthrough and when I say breakthrough it's just because you know there's a lot of skepticism reporting of news stories and all that kind of thing all relating to COVID-19 that when you do breakthrough I think it will be a a nice relief for those who are looking for content elsewhere which is the case I know I'm certainly doing that and it will also potentially prove quite profitable.
1: Yes. So something I have seen um, popping up a lot, a lot, a lot. And Joe, I'm sure you've seen this as well, is people doing live streams of their music. So it's become, uh, it obviously has been a thing, but people very lately have been uh, really stepping it up. Um, So there's a band uh, that I know who they were going to have an album release um, gig that has been cancelled. And they obviously wanted to have something to to kind of throw themselves out there. So they just went to their rehearsal room because they were allowed to go there and they got up a live stream. Uh, I think it was on Facebook and they just live streamed a whole gig that was like an hour, hour and a half, I think something like that. And loads of people watched it and loads of people commented on it and it raised their profile. Uh, you know, if you're stuck at home, then the chance, I mean, that was on Facebook because so that was free. The chance to look at a free gig for like an hour and a quarter, whatever it was, is amazing. And it's, it's going to kind of raise your profile on social media.
0: I totally agree with that. Even you could even break it down to just an acoustic gig if you can't get into a rehearsal room. Say, a suggestion I'd have is, say, if you've got 10 songs in your set, do a live stream and one a day. So mm. you've just kind of consistently got content out there rather than kind of doing one. It's a way of not using all your ammunition in one go.
1: That's, that's a better phrase. Uh, so I've seen, um, on a similar kind of note, I've seen a band... Who are doing their acoustic live streams, they're doing one a week, I think it's on Fridays, and they' they're throwing in covers and all sorts and it's just an acoustic little set so they they can really kind of do quite i don't want to say last minute planning, but you know it, it can because it's stripped down when you're learning these songs it's going to be much quicker um, I've, uh, Something I want to raise everyone's attention to thats on a sort of bigger level of live streaming this is there's an American, uh, there's an American band called uh, Code Orange. Um, who are, I don't really know how to describe them. Um, any description I can use is probably going to be wrong. Some kind of hardcore metal band. And so they had a gig scheduled at a big, big old 1500-seat venue place. Um, that got cancelled. And they decided to use the opportunity. So they literally went there and filmed the whole gig, like professional six-camera setup, live-streamed it on Twitch. And then people could donate um but from through twitch which is i understand was very profitable for them um now that's that's obviously an extreme <laughs> uh start i'd if, if you're thinking about this for the first time i'd say start off on facebook because that's quite a easy place to start a stream and see what it's like
0: mm. i think the key thing is to just and i hate the buzzword but keep on making content and try and do something that separates you from the rest so i'm aware that there's quite a lot of covid 19 memes and you see the same two or three cropping up Uh, i've started skipping over them now i don't pay any attention to. (laughs) i feel like people are starting to get fed up of that kind of stuff now so trying to make something that will allow you to stand out and let your fans know that you're you're still there and that you're still active you might not be able to perform live mm. but you still want to provide something for them 100 percent. i think um having
1: oh, it sounds really cheesy to say really positive content um at the moment is actually going to be really beneficial to you because as joe was saying a lot of the news is incredibly negative it's sort of scare stories there's memes on it there's all sorts um and if you can come sort of in the middle of someone's feed of wherever you're on, um, whatever social media you're on, and you have something positive or something funny or something just entertaining, whatever it may be, um, that's going to capture attention at the moment.
0: Yeah. I think on that subject, it kind of raises the question of, should you release new music? If you've got a release planned for, you know, this mid-March to any time through April, it raises the question, do you release your music?
1: I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know because you can't gig to support it in quite the same way. But with you'd have more time to spend on your social media presence and promoting it that way.
0: Yeah. Like we mentioned at the top, the caveat is that we simply don't know the answers in this situation. It's it's new to everyone. Yeah. So we can only kind of make educated guesses. There are obvious downsides in releasing music now in that it's very, very difficult to break through the news stories. But then on the positive side, it is also something entirely different. And with self-isolation, people are spending more time at home, more time streaming, more time on social media, that if you do manage to break through, then you could have a large degree of success.
1: Yeah, 100%. And whatever you do, don't write a coronavirus novelty song. No, I've, I've seen them. I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not in. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's one thing to bear in mind with this is again because it's unprecedented, is that your posts on social media, obviously, will live on, especially if you are a bigger band. Screenshots happen. I would just say have no regrets in what you're posting. You could come back to look at something that that won't look great. Yeah. The rule I'd have is if you're questioning whether you should post it or not, I'd say don't post it.
1: Pretty much. I mean, just think back. I mean, I'm of the age where when I was a younger teenager, I had social media. It was, uh, I think it was MySpace and Bebo back then. Um, <laughs> now, I, I luckily for me, those accounts are long deleted, but. If I was to look back at those, I could almost guarantee that nearly everything I posted would now be cringeworthy. Um, mm. And if you're a band, hopefully with some longevity, as Joe says, those things can be screenshotted and saved and then they can come back to haunt you. And that is not what you want.
0: Yeah, I think cringeworthy would be the least of your worries. That's very true. I think it would be potentially insensitive mm. if things were to escalate. Um and um, there there is just that issue of with it being unprecedented no one quite knows what this is going to be so uh, yeah i'd i'd avoid i'd avoid anything controversial at all costs that's, even if it gets you to break through the noise or whatever
1: that's usually a good idea <laughs> avoid yeah. being deeply controversial so another thing that you could use your time wisely to do um, is to write and demo and record music so if you have a little home studio setup whatever it may be however big however small you have time um to as I say write and demo stuff and record stuff and work it out and if you are happy with your home studio setup and you get a job chance to record your whole band then people like Joe and myself would love to mix you um, and we at the moment, have time, especially if we're stuck indoors.
0: Yeah. I want to be really conscious that we're not making this an advertisement. True. It, that I feel would be insensitive. Um, but I think, is it Bear grills that adapt and survive? <laughs> yes. meme That I keep on saying. That is key in this situation. So if you do have a home recording set up or like an interface or some kind, maybe you track drums live but maybe you might want to do like a release where you program drums and do that kind of thing. I think just adapting to a situation and doing something rather than nothing is important.
1: Something is always better than nothing. Even if it's a demo and it doesn't go anywhere. You've tried. You've, you've tried something and seen if it works.
0: Yeah. No one's... I don't think anyone's going to have a go at you and say, oh this isn't the same standard of whatever. <laughs> I feel like if you go, oh, okay, well, this is our isolation demos EP, then I think you've got enough context there for people to understand the circumstances in which you made it.
1: I could imagine someone releasing something called Isolation Demos EP.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> oh. On the similar vein, though, this is a good opportunity to do lots of writing. So making as many demos as possible. We did a thing on how to how to make demos in your in your home and different ways you can do it. If you've got a setup similar to mine and Phil's, where you've got loads of recording equipment and mics, then by all means, go to town, make a song, send it to a mixing engineer, you've got a release. Boom. If you haven't, then just adapt and survive to what you have got. So if you've got a phone, make phone memos, send it to your band, ask for their opinions on it. This could be a productive time period making the best of a bad situation is a phrase that comes to mind.
1: Mm. 100%. Um, I can't tell you the amount of voice memos I have on my phone where I've I've hummed a little riff or a, l- a few lines that I've come up with or something like that. And they a lot of those go absolutely nowhere. <laughs> so, you know, if I spent time sorting through those and maybe demo- demoing a few of them, then I could have a lot of music at the end of that.
0: Yeah, I've definitely ran out into a car park before to sing a voice note very gingerly <laughs> into my phone.
1: Oh, I feel like such an idiot sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm in the middle of a factory and I'm like, oh no, it's there. And if I don't <laughs> record it in the next three to five seconds, then it's going to go. It's going yeah. be, to become something else. And it doesn't matter how many times I'll repeat it in my head, it will change. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So one other thing I want to add is we were talking before about communication with your bandmates. I think also keeping good communication with everyone else that you're involved in because it's it's going to be a difficult time for this industry. So whether that be speaking to promoters, asking about gigs, speaking to mix engineers, recording studios, if you had recording time... Uh, just anyone involved really and I think the important thing is to give everyone a bit of slack and patience it's no one's fault in this yeah. and to feel angry with those people is, isn't isn't going to help the situation and it only makes it worse for them
1: we're all at the mercy of shifting advice and, and thoughts and bands and things so no one can necessarily know with certainty what's going to happen on a given day unfortunately um, makes planning very hard
0: yeah so like we said there it's a case of having patience I think and and understanding giving people a little bit more leeway than you normally would I think is really really important
1: be nice to each other or, be nice or that else. could
0: be our podcast <laughs> catchphrase <laughs> right. for, for the time being be nice
1: or else <laughs> <laughs> so that was um, our little discussion on a somewhat serious and maybe slightly depressing topic sorry it may not have been the most funny lesson ever but I think it's all quite good advice and it's it's quite helpful to bear in mind that this doesn't have to be wasted or lost time you can use it effectively should you want to
0: yeah I'd also extend it to if you are listening to this in the near future and I feel like it's something we need to put on our Facebook and Instagram If you have any questions about what's currently going on or you feel like you need advice on it, like me and Phil will happily try and help you out. Yeah. Obviously, we can't make any guarantees because it's difficult, but what we can do is at least try and discuss it and help you make an an educated choice. I feel that's probably the best way of going about it.
1: True, true, true enough.
0: Mm -hmm. And hopefully, by the time we record our next episode, it'll be a lot more cheery. Yeah,
1: we'll have a cheerier topic. Have faith, (laughs) have faith.
0: So this is the part where we usually say, here's our featured band of the week. But me and Phil will have a discussion off mic and... We basically thought, who who would want their music featured on on this show? The what we've dubbed the Corona episode. <laughs> um, I don't feel like it's fair to associate any band with that no. at the moment. So yeah, when when we do a more optimistic topic and when we're back to normal, I feel like we'll we'll start the feature again.
1: Yeah, into the positive future.
0: So, until next time. Uh, stay safe stay healthy stay positive stay positive and we'll see you on the other side ciao bye bye